Hi, welcome back to Idgits and Aspets, a supernatural podcast. I'm Lynn. And I'm Rochelle. And today we are talking about season one, episode 20, called Dead Man's Blood. We are in Manning, Colorado. We see a man at a bar. His name is Daniel Elkins. He's writing in a hunter's journal. A group of people come inside the bar, and he gets all twitchy and suspicious and leaves. He knows something's up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he is not cool with these dudes. Um, He rushes home, but someone is there waiting for him. It's a woman who is with the group of bar patrons. She says, it's been a while. You look old. He says, what do you want? She says, what do you think? He stabs her with a knife. She just says, damn, and pulls it out of her chest. Um, Her eyes keep going silver when the light hits them. She's definitely not alive. (laughs) Right. Right. She doesn't look alive. She looks like white trashy dead. She's like super, I don't even know, like gray almost. Yeah. Right. Um, He runs into another room and pushes a bookcase in front of the door. He opens up a wall safe, pulls out a gun and some bullets, and starts loading the gun. Then two guys fall into the room through the ceiling windows. What are those called? Skylights. There you go. <laughs> what are, when I was writing this, I was like, what are those called? <laughs> They're windows in the ceiling. Okay. Ceiling windows. Yeah, the oh, skylights. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then the girl busts through the door. The dudes hold Elkins down, and she picks up the gun. She says, nice gun. Wouldn't do you much good, of course. Then she tells the other two dudes that they're eating in tonight. So we hear Elkins screaming, and we get our opening title sequence. Sketchy! Yeah. (laughs) We cut to Sam and Dean in a diner. They're looking for a case. Dean says they could stop by upstate New York and see Sarah again. Sam says, yeah, I don't know, maybe someday. But in the meantime, we've got a lot of work to do, and you know that. (laughs) And that's not a no! (laughs) I'd just like to point that out. (laughs) I know, but he does never go visit Sarah again. Which is sad. We we do see her again. You see her again. Yeah. He doesn't go there to visit right. her. Right. Yeah. yeah. So Sam says there's a man in Colorado named Daniel Elkins who was found mauled in his home. Dean says that he knows that name. Sam says the first, uh, the police first thought it was a bear attack, but now they've found signs of a robbery. Dean opens up their dad's journal and finds a phone number for a D. Elkins. He thinks it's the same guy because the number has a Colorado area code. So they go to Colorado and break into Elkins' home. Sam finds a ring of salt on the floor just inside the front door. Dean finds Elkins' journal and says it dates back to the 60s. Uh, the camera cuts to outside the house and we see someone is watching them. Back inside, Sam and Dean are looking in Elkins' study. It's totally trashed. Dean finds some scratches on the floor and gets a pencil and a piece of paper. He sticks the paper to the floor with blood <laughs> and traces the scratch marks. Which, what do you call that? Like a rubbing? Is that what you call that? Um, It's... Like a pencil rubbing or something? I think so. We totally... <laughs> it totally reminded me of, like, what you do with leaves in, like, preschool. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, like, put the paper over it and oh, color with a crayon. Oh, I remember doing that with gravestones. Not, what? Not, yeah, <laughs> you, you had t- a different childhood than I did. <laughs> yeah, you could. We would trace leaves, you Lynn, the, not gravestones. You go to the cemetery and do the rubbing on the on the gravestone. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I mean, it wasn't my idea. <sighs> who? Okay, first of all, who made you do this? <laughs> I don't remember. Like, uh, I feel, you know. <laughs> like, here's the thing. <laughs> you did that with. Leaves and natures and natures, <laughs> nature things and flowers and you know, like I did that with dead people, <laughs> gravestones. <laughs> 
fine. Oh boy. <laughs> so um, I just love that he's, he like stuck the paper on the blood. Yeah, I thought that like, was great. great. This yeah. will stick it down. Um, so he traces the scratch marks. It turns out to be the location and combination of a post office box. Sam says that it's a mail drop. Dean says it's just the way that dad does it. So they break into a post office and open the lockbox. There's a letter inside for John Winchester. So they're in the car debating on whether they should open it when someone knocks on their window, startling them. It's Daddy Winchester. What good timing. Yeah. He gets in the back seat and says um, that he read the news about Daniel Elkins and got there as fast as he could. He said he saw the two of them at his place. Sam is like, why didn't you come in? John says, you know why. Because I had to make sure you weren't followed by anyone or anything. Nice job covering your tracks, by the way. Mm-hmm. The dean says, yeah, well, we learned from the best. Kiss up. I know. <laughs> I'm just like, eye roll. Really? Good grief. Yeah. John says Elkins was a good man and taught him a hell of a lot about hunting. He said they had a kind of falling out and he hadn't seen him in years, which is no surprise. I feel like everyone has a falling out with John. Also, yeah, he's not really, like, the easiest person to get along with. Right. He likes to just bark at people. Right. You know? Um, Dean gives him the envelope, and he opens it. Then he reads the letter and then asks the boys if they saw a Colt revolver. Dean says he found the case, but it was empty. John says that whatever killed him has it now, and they need to pick up the trail. Sam is like, wait, you want us to come with you? And John says, if Elkins is telling the truth, we've got to find this gun. It's important. Sam says that they don't even know what kind of creature killed him. And John says they were what Elkins killed best. Vampires. Ooh. I know. I've just gone all twilight in my head. And I'm, not, I'm not happy about it. I'm not happy about it. I sparkle in the sunlight. I know. I'm just too pretty. I'm too pretty to look at. Okay, here's the thing. I think we've talked about this before. Like, they could have cast cast the... Uh, Bella. They could have cast the cast better. They could have. <laughs> like, okay. <sighs> Nothing against Kristen Stewart. Uh-huh. <laughs> but she's a terrible actress. <laughs> uh-huh. She yeah. looks the part really well. Because I read all the books, you know, yeah. way before the whole movie thing was a thing. Well, mm-hmm. I guess I probably didn't read all of the books because I think they were coming out around the same time, or the movies were coming out around the same time as the last book or something. I don't remember. But at any rate, like... <laughs> She looked the part. She did not play the part. Right. Where it was kind of the opposite, I guess, for Pattinson. Like, he played the part okay, mm-hmm. but he did not look the part. He's supposed to be the sexiest man alive. Let me tell you what. It's not him. You know what? I think that he's attractive. I think he, I don't think ah. he's the sexiest man alive. But I think, it, you know, where he was super attractive was in that Harry Potter movie that he was in, Goblet of Fire. Oh, he was so what, Cedric. Yeah, right? I thought he was attractive in that See, movie more than more he, than in those. Yeah, I never thought he was that attractive. Yeah, ever. He's never done it for me. Not at all. He looks Not a little slightest. too much like my friend Hans, so I'm just kind of like, <laughs> who was for a while kind of like a, like a brother, you know yeah. what I mean? So I'm just kind of like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah. That's not right. Not to say that Hans is unattractive, because he is, but but like in a brother way, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I just feel like I'm walked into a big hole all of a sudden, but yeah. I mean, heck, my brother, he's an attractive dude, See, you know, there you but go. like, yeah. ew. <laughs> right. Ew. Right. <laughs> Okay, we should move on. 
<laughs> we've gone, I want to leave this. We've gone to Twilight from Twilight to Attractive Brothers. Oh, next thing you know, we're going to be talking about cousins. Uh, oh. oh, I don't want to talk about that. I've <laughs> <laughs> got some upset. Anyway, okay. Um, so Elkins killed vampires. Dune says, I thought there was no such thing. Sam says, you never even mentioned them. John says he thought that they were extinct and that Elkins and others had wiped them out. I was wrong. Okay, first of all, I have a problem with this because you can wipe them out in one area, but that does not mean that the whole thing is gone. The whole thing is suspicious. Like, none of that makes any sense to me. No. It does not make sense. There's no way that you could be like, oh, we wiped them all out. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there's no way to know. So Sam and Dean look shocked that there are vampires and also that Dad admitted he was wrong about something. John says, most vampire lore is crap. A cross won't repel them, sunlight won't kill them, and neither will a stake to the heart. But the bloodlust, that part's true. Um, They need fresh human blood to survive. They were once people, so you won't know it's a vampire until it's too late. Um, (laughs) Unless it's that one girl, in which case she looks dead already. Right. Right. Um, we cut to the group of vampires drinking and party- partying around a fire in the woods. We see a young couple driving their car and come up on a body lying in the middle of the road. The guy slams on his brakes and gets out of the car to check on the body. Okay. If you ever come across a body in the middle of the road, you, That's do, not, perfectly still you like that. do not stop. No, you go around you it. You keep driving and you call 911 and just keep fucking going. Because <laughs> it is always a trap. It is always a trap. People aren't just going to leave a body in the middle. Of the- okay, and first of all, if it was somebody that got hit by a car, mm-hmm. first, they might be in the middle of the road, but they're not going to be laying stick still like that. They might be if they're dead. Well, I mean, okay, not I mean still, but they're not going to be like straight. They're not going to be like corpse pose right you know like they're gonna be in some sort of heap somewhere yeah (laughs) or they're just gonna be on the side of the road yeah in which case okay that's more believable but to have somebody just like be planking the road yeah okay not believable go around them and move on buddy yeah also when does (laughs) you're up mean play dead (laughs) when does what when does you're up mean play dead oh yeah yeah. It's just weird to me. It's, it's just like, like you're the, up and you expect some sort of like, you know, theatrical something or other. Yeah, and it just, just means it's your turn to play dead guy. I and mean, maybe yeah. get hit by a car or not, <laughs> you know? I mean, not like he's going to die, right? Right. So. Um, so the the guy slams on his brakes and gets out of the car to check on the body. The body's eyes snap open and he smiles and we see a shit ton of things slide out of his gums. We cut to a motel room. Sam and Dean are sleeping while John listens to the police radio. The police scanner, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Police radio. Um, (laughs) He wakes Sam and Dean up uh, and says he heard a report that a couple came up on a body in the road, but when the cops got there, everyone was missing. He says it's the vampires. Sam is like, how do you know? And John says, all snarky, just follow me, Okay. Dean says, huh, vampires. It gets funny every time I hear it. It gets funnier every time I hear it. I mean, you know, to be fair. (laughs) Yeah. We cut to Sam and Dean watching John talk to the cops. Sam says, I don't know why we couldn't have gone over there with him. Dean says, oh, don't tell me. It's already starting. (laughs) John comes back over to them and says it was definitely the vampires. It looks like they're headed west. Sam wants to know how he knows. Dean's like, Sam. <laughs> but Sam says he just wants to be sure they're going in the right direction. And uh, John pulls out a vampire tooth that he found. <laughs> and shuts him up real quick. <laughs> yeah. He says, it's not a fang, it's a tooth. The second set of teeth descend when they attack. 
He looks at Sam and says, any more questions? And Sam looks pissed. <laughs> so here's my question. Yeah. So for a fang, because it's not a fang, it's a tooth, right? You would expect. It still looks like a fang. So like it's all a, skinny. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But so here's the thing. Fangs then must, because a lot of times with like snakes and stuff, they have like the uh, holes in them, right? Right, to, like, for the get venom. The venom. So like these vampires, I don't know. I just had this thought, like vampires must not. Well, obviously, I mean, we see later that you know mm-hmm. they don't necessarily have venom, but it's just kind of weird to me. It's like, oh, teeth. Apparently, like I just made the connection that fangs have holes in them to let the venom out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's weird. I never thought about like, that. I never really thought about. Is it. Is that what a fang is? is it it has ve- Does it have venom holes? <laughs> I mean, because a tooth is a tooth, right? No matter what shape it's in. Right. But a fang must have some sort of way to like let the venom out. Huh. Because you don't hear of things that have fangs that don't... I mean, I guess, okay, apart from, like, wolves and stuff, ooh, they're I f- fangs, I totally but... thought you were going to say a walrus for a second. A walrus? A walrus. And I was like, no. I don't think those are fangs. <laughs> those are called tusks. <laughs> I was going to be like, dude, they do not have venom. <laughs> no. That would be one hell of a sting if that they That would be terrifying. Oh, my God. Imagine that thing crunching you. Okay. All right. Anyways. That is really upsetting. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Um, John says to Dean, why don't you touch up your car before you get rest? I wouldn't have given you the damn thing if I thought you were going to ruin it. <laughs> I know. John so is just snark. like, I want to snark at everybody right now because you're pissing me off. Much snark. So yeah. sass. <laughs> <laughs> so John gets in his truck and Sam and Dean follow in baby. Dean tells Sam that vampires nest in groups of eight to ten. Smaller packs are sent out to hunt for food. Uh, victims are taken to the nest where the pack keeps them alive, bleeding them for days or weeks. Dean wonders if that's what happened to the young couple who called 911. Sam said, that's probably what Dad's thinking. Of course, it would be nice if he just told us what he thinks. Dean's like, so it is starting. We've been looking for Dad all year. Now we're not with him for more than a couple hours, and they're static already. Sam says, no, I'm happy he's all right, and I'm happy that we're all working together. It's just the way he treats us like we're children. He barks orders at us. He expects us to follow him without question. He keeps us on some crap need-to-know deal. Dean says, he does what he does for a reason, our job. There's no time to argue. There's no margin for error. It's just the way the old man runs things. Sam says uh, maybe that worked when they were kids, but not anymore. He asks Dean if he's cool just following, falling into line and letting him run the whole show. The whole show. Not the whole snow. The whole show. <laughs> uh, Dean hesitates and then says, if that's what it takes. Then we cut to the vampire's desk. Um, it's in an old barn. They're drinking and dancing while the young couple is tied to a pillar and watching. Some redneck vampires. Let me just, like, add that in right there. Like... Come on, the cowboy hat. I know. <laughs> like, you know what? It looks like a good time. <laughs> I mean, it does. But here's the thing. Here's 18, 18-year-old me. me would have loved that. I mean, I probably would have been terrified. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't do stuff like that <laughs> when I was 18. <laughs> I did. I would have been like, I'm going to get in so much trouble. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's like, adorable. Uh, okay, but let me just say this right now is that a mini skirt and plaid does not constitute country. Right. That constitutes 
What? <laughs> now you have to say it. <laughs> it's just kind of slutty. There's not... Here's the thing, is people are like, oh, country, that means plaid. Okay, well, yes, because flannel generally is in a plaid pattern, Mm -hmm. but, like, it drives me nuts. So, okay, you go to rodeos and stuff like that, and you get all the people that are in, like, their mini skirts and their cowboy boots and their, like, blinged out fake straw-ish, you know, Mm -hmm. cowboy hats or whatever, and it's like, you know nothing of this world. (laughs) Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh. Buckle bunnies, you know? Oh, is that what you call them? Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> the ones that go after the cowboys with the buckles. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I didn't know there was a term for that. Buckle bunnies. That's hysterical. <laughs> yeah. So it just kind of puts a bad taste in my mouth when you see, like, the the kind of slutty, platy mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, okay, listen. It's not the end of the world, and not everybody that dresses that way is... You know, a bad person. Okay, I you, just think, you have to, like, be really clear here that you're not bashing on plaid. Because oh, no, 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 I love plaid. Is, Here's the thing, is, like, I'm more bashing on the cowboy boots and the miniskirt and, like, the fake cowboy look. Okay. Like, <laughs> another thing at Rodeo is you can tell who is a horse person or just, you know, a farm person in general mm-hmm. and not by looking at their boots. Yeah. Because the fake, the, the wannabe country people have very clean boots that are very, like, not worn in really necessarily mm-hmm. or, like, very shiny. And not, not that, not saying that you can't have, like, shiny boots. Mm-hmm. Like, but for the most part, <laughs> the people that are at the rodeo that's, like, that have, you know, the kind of dirty boots and stuff, like, okay, you know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's my whole okay. spiel. Okay, so just to just to reiterate, <laughs> plaid is good. We love plaid. We love plaid. As anybody who watches this show, it's more of a cowboy boots show. and a short skirt sort of right, situation. Right, right. Gotcha. Because <laughs> for a while there, I was like, dude, this is not your this is not your audience for not no, liking no, 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 plaid. No, 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 I love plaid. I've okay. got like four plaid shirts. I know. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. We're good. Okay. So um, the vampire who was laying in the road is trying to get the couple to drink some beer so he can taste it in their blood. Okay, beer is not good enough for that. I'm sorry. It does not taste good enough. Be like, I want to taste some more beer. Beer is with blood. like Okay, I love acid water. I love IPAs, so I'm fine with that. What I don't, I don't like love beer. is like Budweiser and whatever. Here's the thing. The only beers that I've been able to tolerate and actually like drink a whole one mm-hmm. is Whole Garden. Mm-hmm. Which is a very, very light beer. It's like citrusy. Blech. And <laughs> Corona actually isn't bad. Yeah, I could do Corona. Corona's pretty decent. And, you know, Heineken is actually not too bad either. Yeah. Here's the thing, though, is Heineken, for me, I don't usually drink it straight. So my best friend's, her family's Colombian, right? Mm-hmm. And so they do this drink that, I think, have I talked about this before? I don't remember. No. But, um... It's basically like half 7-Up or Sprite or whatever and then half a beer. So you Mm -hmm. fill a glass, you know, halfway with beer and then you fill the rest with Sprite. And it's kind of a weird, like you wouldn't think that it's very good, but it's actually pretty decent. But Mm -hmm. I think I like Heineken because of that. Yeah. But also it's because it's not as like acidic to me. Yeah. 
I don't know. Light beers just taste like bad decisions in high school to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't like the dark ones. I, here's I like the, thing. the dark ones. It's like, to me, it tastes like I'm drinking bread. Yeah. And I would rather eat my bread than drink it. Oh, I like those because I'm like, I just, I just drink a whole meal. I'm good. And the dark ones tend to have a higher alcohol percentage. So you don't have to drink as much to like feel it. Yeah. So, but I, I mean. Just, I don't know. It tastes to me like I'm drinking soggy bread, and I just can't get past it. Oh, I like it. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, soggy bread. <laughs> that sounds like a terrible decision. Uh, so the girl drinks some, but then spits it back in his face. He goes to hit her, but the head lady vamp, um, the one who killed Elkins, the sketchy looking one, <laughs> yeah, tells him to wait for Luther to get there. Then Luther walks in, and he is a pretty vampire. He is pretty. Listen, where was he in the casting for Edward? That's what I want to oh, know. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think he's too old. Oh, who? Oh, even maybe cares? not at the time. Probably not at the time. He reminds me of Bon Jovi. <laughs> I don't know why. He doesn't look like Bon Jovi, but, like, kind of. I don't know. Every time I see him, I'm just like, it's John Bon. Maybe it's, like, the rocker-esque Maybe. Maybe. Maybe they wear their jeans the same. (laughs) Oh, and how was that? (laughs) Sexy. That's fine. I'm sweating. Um, okay. So the Lady Vamp and Luther make out, and then she tells them that there are presents. Luther walks over to the couple and says, the girl looks interesting, but the dude does not. So he lets his nest mates eat him. Basically just call the dude ugly. Like, dude, you're ugly. You're yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, then the lady vamp shows Luther the loot that they got from Elkins' house. She says she know she knew Elkins was an old foe of his, and she caught his scent. Uh, Hottie vamp says, "Kate, what did you do?" Kate says she made him suffer. He says you shouldn't have done that. There are others like him. They'll know the signs and come looking for us. We have to be careful. Kate says, "I did it for you, for what he did to your family." Luther says, "Revenge isn't worth much if you end up dead." So she apologizes, and he picks up the gun she stole from Elkins. Kate says she thought that Luther would like it because it looks like it was made around the time that he was born. Luther says he's seen it before. She tells him that Elkins died with it in his hands. Luther tells her that it's no ordinary gun. Then we cut to Dean getting off the phone with his dad. He's in baby with Sam, who is driving. Their dad is driving his truck in front of them. Dean tells Sam that dad wants him to pull off in the next exit because he's caught the vampire's trail. Sam wants to know how his dad caught the trail, and Dean says that dad didn't say. So Sam, like, rages out, speeds up the car to get in front of his dad, and then slams on the brakes so their dad has to stop, too. Sam is making a very ugly, angry face this whole time. He does not make a good mad face. No. Like, he straight up looks a little bit... He ew. just looks like smarmy. <laughs> He's just like... Yeah. He's like, what is going on? Yeah. This is not cute... For you. That's what, you wrote that in your notes too, didn't yeah. you? About his ugly rage face. <laughs> Sammy kind of got an ugly mad face. Yeah. yeah that's so funny that I wrote it too. Um, Sam jumps out of the car to confront John. Sam says, we need to talk about everything. Where are we going, Dad? What's the big deal about this gun? Uh, John and Dean are both like, hey, we can do this after we fight the vampires, but we don't have time right now. But Sam says, last time we saw you, you said it was too dangerous to be together. Now, out of the blue, you need our help. Obviously, something big's going down, and we want to know what. John says, no, get back in the damn car. So Sam gets up in John's face and says, no. (laughs) 
Oh, no. Dean tries to get in between them and says, all right, you made your point, tough guy. Look, we're all tired. We can talk about this later. Sam says, this is why I left in the first place. John says, what did you say? And Sam replies, you heard me. John says, yeah, I know. John says, yeah, you left. Your brother and me, we needed you. You walked away, Sam. You walked away. Sam says, you're the one who said, don't come back. You're the one who closed that door, not me. You're just pissed off that you couldn't control me anymore. Uh, Dean breaks him apart and says, stop it. That's enough. Then he says to his dad, that means you too. So Sam gets a baby. John gets in his truck. Dean says, terrific. <laughs> Great. Yeah. yeah. So we cut back to Kate and Luther making out and doing a lot of heavy breathing while the tied up girl awkwardly watches. <laughs> like, okay. At that point, just close your eyes. Like, yeah. There was a lot of heavy breathing. There was scene. some hanky and some panky going yeah. on. <laughs> Luther says to her, you like to watch, huh? Me too. <laughs> then he cuts Kate's wrist and Kate licks up some blood. She straddles a tied-up girl and forces her to make out so she can get blood in her mouth. Turning her? Yes, turning her. Yeah. (laughs) Luther says, welcome home, baby. Then we cut to the morning. The Winchesters are staking out the vampire's nest. Dean says, so they're really not afraid of the sun? John says that direct sunlight hurts them like a nasty sunburn. The only way to kill them is by beheading. They sleep during the day, but that doesn't mean they won't wake up. So they start arming themselves, and we see that John's also got a huge amount of weapons in his trunk. Fancy trunk safe. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's like... Truck safe. Yeah. Sorry. It's like high-tech looking. Yeah. Like, the boys have all these, like, odds and ends thrown into a pile, pretty yeah. much. Like, everything's got its place, but, mm-hmm. like, it's, like, held open with a gun. Where John opens his, it's all, like, shiny. It's got, like, the indents where you can perfectly place oh, yeah. your different... It's like, hold on, what happened? You right. Know? Like, exactly. <laughs> Um, then John finally tells him about the Colt revolver. John says, it's just a story, a legend, really. Well, I thought it was. Never really believed it until I read Daniel's letter. Back in 1835, when Haley's Comet was overhead, the same night those men died at the Alamo, they say Samuel Colt made a gun, a special gun. He made it for a hunter, a man like us, only on horseback. The story goes he made 13 bullets. Uh, this hunter used the gun a half a dozen times before he disappeared, the gun along with him. Somehow, Daniel got his hands on it. They say this gun can kill anything, like the demon. Ever since I picked up its trail, I've been looking for a way to destroy that thing. Find the gun? We may have it. Then we cut to the Winchesters creeping into the vampire's barn nest. It's full of vamps sleeping in hammocks, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. I know, there's... I know, they're just, like, swaying. <laughs> so peaceful. Yeah. Big babies. <laughs> right. I know. Sam finds uh, the tied-up girl, who is still tied up, and Dean finds a bunch of locked-up humans. So John finds the gun on a table next to Luther and Kate, who are sleeping, in a bed, not a hammock. Um, Sam wakes up tied-up girl to free her, but she starts screaming at him, and all the vampires wake up. Because, uh... She turned, boy. Oh, yeah. She is totally a vampire now. Um, The Winchesters all manage to run outside, and John says the vamps won't follow them until tonight. Once a vampire gets your scent, it's for life. Dean's like, so what are we supposed to do now? And John says, you got to find the nearest funeral home. (laughs) So optimistic. Right. So we cut to John and Sam in a motel room waiting for Dean to return. John says to Sam... I don't think I ever told you this, but the day you were born, you know what I did? I put a hundred bucks into a savings account for you. 
I did the same thing for your brother. It was a college fund, and every month I'd put in another hundred until. Anyway, my point is, um, this is never the life that I wanted for you. Sam asks why John got so mad when he left. John says, after your mother passed, all I saw was evil everywhere, and all I cared about was keeping you boys alive. I wanted you prepared, ready. So somewhere along the line, I stopped being your father, and I became your drill sergeant. So when you said you wanted to go away to school, all I could think about, my only thought, was that you were going to be alone, vulnerable. It just never occurred to me what you wanted. I just couldn't accept the fact that you and me were just different. Sam chuckles, even though he's about to single man tear. <laughs> and so, oh. I know, and says that they're not different, not anymore. He says, with what happened to mom and Jess, we probably have a lot more in common than just about anyone. They smile at each other. And then Sam asks, what happened to the college fund? John says he spent it on ammo. <laughs> right after a sweet moment, too. Like, I know. oh, by the way, I spent all that on ammo. But so. then they laugh about it. So I mean, it that is was, funny. <laughs> that was a really, I thought that was a really great moment. Yeah. Um, then Dean comes in and says, whew, that was some heavy security to protect a bunch of dead guys. <laughs> and pulls out a bottle of blood. So we cut to nighttime. Dean is tooling around under baby's hood. Kate comes up behind him and says, car trouble? Let me give you a lift. Take you back to my place. Dean says, I'll pass. I usually draw the line at necrophilia. <laughs> she backhands him. Usually, though. He says usually. Yeah. Not I draw the line at necrophilia. I usually draw the line at right. necrophilia. Right. That's like, that's a big diss. That's like an extra diss. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, sometimes I like dead girls, but you're not You're not it. it for Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she backhands him and then grabs his face and lifts him to the air. He says, I don't know. He says. (laughs) (laughs) I believe in a thing called love. (laughs) That's what that made me think of. Okay. You know what it made me think of? Is that that Russian guy, the. the (laughs) How does that even go? <laughs> I love those videos. <laughs> I thought it was my ringtone. It was so funny. Oh, that's amazing. My ringtone says, and it's not my ringtone, it's my notifications, but it's um it's someone saying, Hey, ass butt. So so now every time it happens, Killian goes, ass butt, ass butt, and starts yelling it at me, and it's great. I mean, to be fair, that was like one of the first things we tried to teach him was how to say ass butt. I know. That and son of a bitch. We were talking about things that he can and can't say at preschool, and uh-huh. so like, he was like, can I say crap? And I was like, not at preschool. And he was like, what about ass butt? And I'm like, not at preschool. He's like, but I can say it at home. And I was like, yes. He's like, okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'll bet you he's going to be that kid on the playground that's like, guess what I know. (laughs) I'm going to teach all my friends how to say ass, but I'll just be proud. Then their parents will hate me. Okay. So Dean says, I don't normally get this friendly till the second date. She says, we could have some fun. I always like to make new friends. And then she kisses him for a while. Like, shoves her tongue down his throat. Right. Not even like, oh, this is kind of like, oh, whatever. It's like, I'm going for it. Right. Dean says, oh, sorry. I never really stay with a chick that long. (laughs) Definitely not eternity. (laughs) And then John crossbows her in the back. She says, it barely stings. But John says, to give it time... 
the arrows were soaked in dead man dead man's blood, which is poison to vampires. And she collapses, and Dane puts her into John's truck. So we cut to the Winchesters putting saffron, skunk cabbage, and trillium onto a fire. John says to dust their clothes with the ashes, and it'll block their scents. John says that vampires mate for life, so Luther will definitely come after Kate. John wants Sam and Dean away from him and Kate when the vampires come. He plans on trading Kate for the cult, and he doesn't want Sam and Dean in harm's way. Sam says, after, we're going to meet up, right? Use the gun together, right? John doesn't reply, and Sam says, you're leaving again, aren't you? You still want to go after the demon alone? You know, I don't get you. You can't treat us like this. You bat rastered me! Uh, right? <laughs> John says, like what? And Sam says, like children. But John says, you are my children. I'm trying to keep you safe. Dean says, Dad, all due respect, but that's a bunch of crap. <laughs> Good for Dean for finally standing up because, yeah. Jesus. Um, it was getting old. Yeah, Sam and John look shocked, and Dean says, you know what? Sammy and I have been hunting. Hell, you sent us on a few hunting trips yourself. You can't be that worried about keeping us safe. Why do you want us out of the big fight? And John says, this demon and a bat. <laughs> no, that is not what my notes say. <laughs> Oh no. John says, This demon is a bad son of a bitch. I can't make the same moves if I'm worried about keeping you alive. Dean says, You can't be as reckless. John says that he doesn't expect to make it out of the fight in one piece. He says, Your mother's death, it almost killed me. I can't watch my children die too. I won't. Dean says, what happens if you die and we could have done something about it? I've been thinking, maybe Sammy's right about this. I think we should do this together. We're stronger as a family. But John says they're running out of time. Do your job and get out of the area. That's an order. So we cut to John driving his truck with Kate in the passenger seat. He drives until he comes up on the vampires blocking the road. We cut to Dean cutting off heads and freeing humans back at the nest. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> Little killing spree. He's loving it. Uh, we cut back to John getting out of his truck to talk to Luther. He pulls Kate out of the truck with a rope. And John explains that he wants to trade Kate for the gun. And Luther agrees, but says, you can't shoot us all. John says, I don't need it for you. I'm saving it for something else. Luther puts the gun on the ground. And when John goes to pick it up, Kate hits him in the face and knocks him over. And he drops the colt. Then Luther knocks him out. Uh, Sam and Dean come running out of the trees and start crossbowing the vampires. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're like totally Buffy up in there with that crossbow. I love it. You haven't watched Buffy? No. Oh, it's so good. You just have to see my face. Uh, you haven't watched it. Have you? <laughs> yeah. Okay, the original Buffy movie was amazing. It's like Luke Perry, David Arquette, like fucking genius it is so hilarious and perfect <laughs> and it's made by Joss Whedon who did the the like tv series afterwards with like totally different actors huh. and that's good too but it was missing a little bit of that like early 90s charm <laughs> I think anyways both are both are total gold <laughs> but, uh, yeah I think you know I vaguely I think remember at some point maybe on tv seeing like a clip of it. and I'm pretty sure it was like this girl going after vampires right yeah and I was like oh this must be like Buffy because I've heard people talk about it or whatever mm-hmm. and then I tried to watch it for like five minutes and had no idea what was going on oh you on have to start up. at the beginning with that there's yeah. no way yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
So um, Sam gets stuck in a headlock by Luther, who says, you people, why can't you just leave us alone? We have as much a right to live as you do. John says, I don't think so, mm. and shoots Luther in the forehead with a colt. Um, he dies, and the other vampires run away. It is a pretty cool dying effect. Oh, yeah, with the cult. Like, light flashes. and Yeah. yeah it is a really cool scene. Yeah. Um, we cut to Sam. I need some water. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all good. Listen, we- water's great. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. We cut to Sam and Dean packing up their motel room. John comes in and says they ignored a direct order. Sam says, yes, sir. But Dean says, but we saved your ass. And John <laughs> He's getting snarky ag- I know. I love it. And John agrees. John says, it scares the hell out of me. You two are all I've got. But I guess we are stronger as a family. So we need to go after this damn thing together. Working together at last. I know. And credits. <laughs> Okay, so my thoughts. Oh, yes. What are your thoughts? First of all, can vampires get drunk? Because they're all sitting there drinking and I just, having a good old time. I feel like they must be able to get drunk. Otherwise, they wouldn't be drinking. Like, what would be the stupid point at all? Like, well, but then why would you say, like, oh, you should drink this so I can taste it? Maybe they just get drunk, but they can't actually taste it? Maybe. It doesn't make any I think, sense I think me. that I know. I think that he loves the taste of blood because he's a vampire, mm-hmm. and he wants them to drink it because he'll also taste the beer with the blood. Like, it's like a twofer. I guess. It's like chocolate and butterscotch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you need chocolate to live. Or not. Right? But butterscotch <laughs> makes you really happy. <laughs> so, like, if you can mix them together, it's just like, it's just like the meaning of life. <laughs> That's what I think. Chocolate's okay. Right. It's really, I, I don't really love chocolate. I was Brownies just, I love. It's just, just an example. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Most people, that would work very well. (laughs) But, yeah. So, I don't know. I just think it's weird. Because you don't really see them... I mean, they're vampires, so it's hard to tell if, like, what their normal personality quirks are. If they're a little bit strung out to begin with. But, like, you kind of think... I don't know. Like, can they actually get, like, drunk? I don't know. Because do they eat people food and drink people food? I can't remember. I mean, we see vampires a few times in the series, and I just don't remember. I don't remember either. Yeah. I don't know. I'm thinking Twilight. (laughs) Everything turns to ash in my mouth. Right. Or tastes like ash or whatever. I don't know. But, ugh. Terrible. What a terrible thing, too. Like, especially, like, for somebody like me, I love food. Oh, man, I love food. And, like, if I were to turn into something that couldn't taste food, I would be beside myself. Yeah. (laughs) Whether I needed it or not, I'd still like to eat it every once in a while. Right. Or at least, like, taste it. You know, like, ugh, lick it or something. I don't know. That would be so sad if you couldn't taste things. That would be so sad. Poor vampires. Mm. Not really. (laughs) Anyways. So, another thing. Like... In this episode, especially, but whenever Daddy Winchester is around, they make Dean seem like a little kid. And, like, yeah. Sammy's the big brother, almost like the, here's, you know, he's like the independent, strong one, and Dean's just kind of acts like a little kid that's just following Daddy around Yeah, all the time. he really does. It's so strange. Which brings me to another thing. So, Sammy was actually driving Baby yeah, in he this was. episode, which mm-hmm. does not happen very often. Right. I think, I, I just assumed that, like, Sam was, like, super, like, pissed off and acting all aggressive. So Dean was like, maybe this will 
calm him down or appease him a little bit, you know? See, to me, like, if somebody's acting that crazy, you don't want to put him behind the wheel. I agree with you. But if you remember in past episodes, like, whenever when Sam was upset and Sadine was like, you want to drive? Yeah, so that's I true. Just, that's all I mean, I maybe. It could be. But also, I think it's kind of, too, it helps with the whole, like, Dean's the little kid. Like, he doesn't get to drive or anything. He's not yeah. big brother anymore, you know? Like, when Daddy Winchester is around, he's like... I wouldn't say low man on the totem pole, but kind of. Right. Like, him and Sam are pretty much at the same level. Sam's just more obnoxious than right, Dean. Right, right. But, yeah. It was just kind of odd. I mm-hmm. didn't really totally understand that one. hmm But, anyways. So, what's your favorite moment from this episode? Oh, um, gosh. I think probably... When um, John and Sam are talking and John's like, I started this college fund for you and blah, 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 Mm -hmm. you know. And so Sam realizes that like, hey, you know, his dad always wanted him to go to college. Yeah. Um, But then John spent the money on ammo. (laughs) I just thought that was hilarious. It was a really great way to like lighten up the mood too and just end with them both like laughing and finally putting that that away. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like Sam you know, thinking that his dad hated him for going to college and, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, just, just That's finally. what he wanted for him to begin with, the yeah. whole mommy thing. Yeah, so. so just them, like, getting past the fact, like, John getting past the fact that, like, Sam left them and yeah. Sam getting past the fact that John was like, don't ever come back, you know. Yeah. So. Which, you know, a little harsh. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's all harsh. But, you know, it yeah. is what it is. What was your favorite part? Um, so my favorite part was when Daddy Winchester was like, hey, Dean, don't you, why don't you touch up your car before you get rust? I wouldn't have given you the damn thing if I thought you were going to ruin it. Oh my God. He <laughs> Which was is so, so mad. It's hilarious because that's like, they call it baby for a reason. That's Dean's baby. Yeah. Like, you don't mess with that car. Nobody, like, I mean, he lets Sam drive it every once in a while and that's like a rare occasion, but it's so funny to ha- see like Daddy Winchester giving him so much crap about the car yeah. because it's like his favorite possession. I know. Like, Ooh, sorry, buddy. It's totally true. <laughs> Not a good day for you. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was interesting. But, um, so... For interesting facts, for speaking of interesting, yeah. For interesting facts for this episode, um, while filming this episode, tourists spotted a sniper, supposedly in Stanley Park, and the police locked down the park. The crew, who had waited for over an hour, later learned the quote-unquote sniper was a supernatural crew member with an aluminum aluminum oh aluminum <laughs> well what do they say in england aluminium or aluminium something? oh my god that's easier to say than aluminum oh, oh there we go i did it <laughs> with an aluminum briefcase that resembled a rifle case so some crew members just like hey i'm doing my job and somebody's like there's a sniper in the park <laughs> that is crazy i Which, can't believe that happened i mean i think it's kind of funny yeah but um so the season one official companion has a copy of the letter Daniel Elkins left for John, um, which reads, John, if you're reading this, I'm already dead. I don't know who's more stubborn between us, but well, you know, it's a damn shame to have to say goodbye this way. But if you knew the truth of it, you'd probably have killed me yourself. <laughs> you see, old friend, I've got the cult. At least I had it. Can't right now say who or what might have it now. Or no, can't say- can't write say who what who or what might have it now. Good grief. That's hilarious. <laughs> Check my safe. The combination's one you can remember. Three, eight, two, eleven. If it ain't there, just follow the trail of my blood. I really do pray to get 
I really do pray you get the gun and put a silver bullet right between that bastard's yellow eyes. Which must mean that he knows about this whole thing, right? Right. So John's told him everything. Right. But um, he doesn't, I mean, the boys have the, the boys don't know anything about yellow eyes. And in fact, I not in this really, episode. Yeah, we I think don't in the really next either, episode. But, um, the next episode you see. Yeah. Yellow eyes. So, but you know, I'm not going to get there. Okay. We'll just, we'll save that for the next, yeah. <laughs> for the next episode. Um, but another one of the interesting facts or the last one for this episode was, so the inscription on the cult says non Tamebo Mala? Mm-hmm. We'll go with that. Which means, I will fear no evil in Latin. Oh, cool. So, fun stuff. Like, I mean, it kills everything, right? Yeah. So, um, so I have a couple of just, like, the, the references from the show. So, they made a reference, or one of the guys at the bar at the very beginning made a reference about the Unabomber about Elkins at the bar because he's like this super quiet, like almost could be kind of creepy type. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so the Unabomber, his name um, is Theodore John Kaczynski. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a mathematician turned American terrorist um, that mailed or hand delivered bombs and he killed three people and injured 23. Um, they got the Unabomber name because, so they nicknamed or they named the case the University and Airline Bomber. Um, so they use the U-N-A and then B-O-M. Um, it was just a reference to the case, and then people started calling him the Unabomber. I see. Um, weird fact, well, not weird fact, fun fact about him, I guess, is he actually went to Harvard, but he, so he was, like, smart, you know? Like, oh, yeah. he, he knew his stuff, but he just used his smarts for bad. Yeah, yeah. wow. He's a evil genius, if you will. Right. But, um... <laughs> and not a genius in a good way, didn't, yeah, oof, boy, but anyways, um, so the other reference that they, um, talked about in this one was the Twilight Zone, um, and I don't remember, I think, let me go back, the, you, there, the Twilight Zone, oh, so it was, they were trying to find a case mm-hmm. to work on, um, and, they basically, I mean, the Twilight Zone is basically a TV show where situations seem to be one thing and then they turn out to be something else. Yeah. You know, like You've never seen any whole... Twilight Zone episodes? Oh, I have. Oh, okay. I mean, I've seen a few of them, not a lot, but yeah. I remember seeing one about this robot girl who, like, you knew was a robot at the beginning and then she turned, like, more and more human-like mm-hmm. and then the guy, like, fell in love with her or something like that and then they came to, like, put down the robot or whatever and he was like, no, you can't! And she's like, yeah. I'm a human! And he's like, she's a human! And then they kill her and she's not a human and she's yeah. got a bunch of like wiry parts i've ate and then there's one about like extreme heat and cold or something like that I don't there's remember. a lot of them but those yeah. are th- i think the only two that i've ever yeah. seen i haven't i've seen a couple of them but um i i think um i've seen a lot of like the outer limits i think a lot more did you ever watch the outer limits Mm-mm. it's sort of in the same vein but a little bit more like sci-fi yeah so anyway is twilight zone not as sci-fi as Twilight Zone is sci-fi, but it's not just sci-fi. You know what oh. I mean? So. Sure. You're like sure. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. I haven't seen a lot of them. Yeah. But I feel like that needs to change because that's like the original. That's kind of like, yeah. It's like right up my alley. I mean, I remember when I saw. I mean, okay, it didn't creep me out so much. The Twilight Zone, the ones that I did see, but I remember it was kind of like weird trippy like weirded me out 
Yeah. Like, it wasn't scary. It was just kind of mm-hmm. one of those, like, what is life? You know, right. you watch that and you just feel, like, screwed up. You yeah. Know? Like, there's no, yeah, that's the like, point of those, and I love it. Yeah. I totally well, love it. Well, I mean, to be fair, I was probably in, like, middle school when I was watching them, too, so yeah. whatever. <laughs> but still. Um, so the research from this episode that we did um, was on Samuel Colt, because the gun right um so he was born in july or born in july on the 19th in 1814 and died january 10th 1862 um he was an american inventor industrialist businessman and hunter right (laughs) not the type of hunter that we're thinking but (laughs) a hunter nonetheless (laughs) um he founded colt's patent firearms manufacturing company which is now known as colt's manufacturing company um he, re- uh, I'm trying to read my own handwriting. Oh, okay. He received a U.S. patent for a revolver mechanism that enabled a gun to be fired multiple times before it had to reload. Hmm. Um, so it sounds like he was the first one to come up with a revolver. Like, yeah. before it was just, like, a shotgun sort of thing where you, like, load a couple of bullets yeah. in and then fire and then load a couple bullets in and fire. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Um, the sales were slow, but with the Mexican War, the U.S. ordered a thousand Colt revolvers, um, and then by 1856, his factory produced 150 weapons per day, which back then is a lot. That is a lot. Like, that's a lot of guns. And how yeah. many people, like, people must have been buying them pretty frequently because, like, you don't make that many if you're not getting right. rid of them. Um, by the Civil War, he had made the Colt revolver one of the best-known firearms in the world. And I have a revolver quite nice awesome but um one of the things that i learned about him in this research is that he um during the civil war right the civil war yeah did you talk about that okay well yeah he so he like supplied um both the north and the south yeah and he yeah. did that in europe too mm-hmm. and so i found that like kind of lame and kind of interesting he shipped him everywhere yeah he's an equal opportunity but here's the thing like if you Especially during the Civil War, I would assume that if he were to, like, oh, well, I'm only selling to this side or the other side, then that could create problems. So he's like, listen, you want to buy guns? And also, it opens up the market, right? You want to buy guns? You can right. buy guns. I don't care what you're using them for. Just yeah. buy the guns. You That's know? true. Also, this, um, we were just looking at this on Wikipedia, but it sounds like he was one of the first to use, like, interchangeable parts. Yeah. Which which um was a big game changer. Yeah. I think. And he kind of used like a um uh, the word that I'm looking for. Uh he did like mass production but like a assembly assembly line. line. Yeah. Thank you. I was like the thing. I know. I just read step that. To step, yeah. You know? <laughs> but yeah, and so, you know, you have one person do one thing, pass it on down the line mm-hmm. before machines, you know. Yeah. But, um he, I mean, I don't know. He was pretty efficient. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I don't know how I feel about him, like, supplying both, like, the North and the South, but... I mean, it's a good business decision. It is, but it's also kind of like, hey, that's pretty lame. Yeah. I mean, I... Yes, but at the same time, like, thinking... I, I mean, you don't know what side he was on. That's true. You really so, don't. Yeah. I mean, he might have been on the North. He might have been on the South. Who knows? Yeah. Where was he so, born? Um... You know, I don't... I don't know if it says... I know when he was born, but I don't remember reading where... Oh, wait, 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 wait. They labeled him a Southern sympathizer and traitor to the Union. Oh. Uh... Well, but still, he's... I mean, no matter what side he's on, he's still willing to sell to the other side. So it's not like he's a hardcore, like, I will only sell to these people. Yeah. So there's that, too. Interesting. 
But interesting. Yep. So, what is your idiot or ass butt moment from this week? Okay, so. <laughs> The other day, Killian and I were in Walmart, which is not a place that we normally shop. But I had read about this deal, this like crayon deal, and I was like, I need to get Killian these 800 crayons right, <laughs> for like $2. So I was like, I will go to Walmart for this deal. Yeah. So we're in there, and Killian likes to um, pretend that things are what he calls pumers. <laughs> um, obviously, it's a guns, yeah. but he likes to... So sometimes he calls them pumers because they go pum, 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 pum. <laughs> or, or sometimes he calls them blasters. Yeah. And what it is, is is all of my husband's transformers all come with, you know, their blasters. Their blasters so yeah. Killian calls them pumers. And so <laughs> um, the other day, somebody had told him that the real word, I think my mom told him, that the real <laughs> word for a pumer was a gun. And Goody. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I don't want him to know, like, the real words for things. You know what I mean? Because of course I do. he doesn't know how to look. I mean, he he's smart, and I feel like he probably would actually know how to, like, mm-hmm. you know, discriminate, I guess. But, like, still. Right. <laughs> he's going to use it at an inappropriate time. You know? Yeah. So, we're in Walmart, and we pass the, the guns. Mm-hmm. The gun desk, or whatever you call it. Yeah. And um, he's like, those are guns. And I was like, yeah. I was like, those aren't toy guns, though. Those are real guns, so you can't use those. Mm-hmm. And then we had the talk of, like, you know, if you're at your friend's house and one of your friends pulls out a real gun or even a fake gun that looks like a real gun, I just want you to run away and tell an adult immediately. Yeah. And I'm like, this is stupid. I'm having this conversation with my three-year-old. But, I mean. But they can still get into stuff. Yeah, you know? absolutely they can. You read about it in the news all the time. So, yeah. anyway, so we're talking about guns and he starts saying mom i want a toy gun and i'm like okay i'm thinking you can have like a nerf gun yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) but i'm just like okay you know maybe for your birthday you can get some sort of toy gun Mm -hmm. and he starts shouting at the top of his lungs in walmart i want a gun i want a gun right now i want a gun and i was just like you know what suddenly this is where we belong And you know what? Everyone who passed us was not phased at all. (laughs) It was just like an acceptance, like you are one of us now. (laughs) And it was just awful. Uh, So. Well. Mm -hmm. What was your idiot or ass butt moment? (laughs) So my idiot moment. So I was babysitting my friend's uh, two daughters, which they're so cute. It's so funny. So, you know, they go to bed and I'm like, Oh, I'll be good. I'm going to stay up for, you know, an hour or so. It'll be fine. And then it ends up being, like, two hours. And so I go to bed, like, because they went to bed at, well, by the time they actually fell asleep, because it was so light in the bedroom, it was probably, like, 8 or 8.30. And so it's, like, 10.30, 11, and I'm like... I need to go to bed. Yeah. And so I finally like, and you know, I was staying in the room with them. So then that way, if they wake up or whatever, it's not like a, where am I? And freak out sort of thing. And so I'm like, okay, they're probably going to get up at the crack of dawn, but maybe because they fell asleep a little bit later because it was so light out that, you know, it'll be fine. Nope. My idiot self was like, I'm going to rationalize this in a normal, you know, person. Yeah, that's not how kids work. (laughs) Right, it's not. You can't rationalize stuff like that. Right. And so I was like, it'll be fine. I should get, you know, at least like six or seven hours of sleep, hopefully, you know, and be good. Nope. Nope. Mm. Like five o'clock in the morning. And it was so funny. So I'm sitting there and 
you know, the four-year-old, she's like, you know, I, I hear the baby, she's like one and a half, that she starts like kind of, you know, like, kind of like, and it's so funny. That kid is my spirit animal when I wake up. I'm telling you, she just sits there and she looks, she gets like the meanest look on her face. She's just like mad with everything and she's just looking around like, oh, and then she'll like put her head down and kind of like, no, I'm up. Oh, you know, she's just like angry with everything and it's the cutest thing ever. And so you hear her kind of doing her like, oh, you know, like, oh man, you know, like, I'm awake. Everything is terrible. Yeah. And then, of course, the four, I'm sitting there going, okay, maybe she'll just like kind of hang out in there and uh, like it can wake, she can wake up or whatever. And then the four year old's like, Peyton's awake. And I'm like, oh, God. And so oh. are you. <laughs> and now you are too. Great. <laughs> that sucks. Awesome. And so <laughs> I put Peyton in. To the, you know, we're all just sitting there on the bed, and Peyton's just like, still kind of like, what is happening? <laughs> and Riley's like, can we get up now? Can we get up yet now? And I'm like, just wait until Peyton's at least awake. Yeah. Because there's no way I'm going to be awake anytime soon, but at least wait until your sister's awake. Yeah. And the dog was super helpful because she loves little kids, right? So she like crawls up on the bed, and she's like, you know, snuggled against the four-year-old, and she's just like, oh, this is the best thing ever. I have a kid, and it's just amazing, you know. But I, so my whole, I mean, still, my idiot moment was I did not go to bed. When I knew I should have, I was like, I'm going to go to bed. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to wait for them to fall asleep, make sure they're asleep, asleep, go put on my pajamas, go to bed. (laughs) Oh, man. Nope. That sucks. I knew better. Yeah. I knew better. Mm -hmm. But, you know, (laughs) Sometimes common sense does not prevail. Yeah. Sleep and me are like enemies right now. Oh, I think, tell me about yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the medication I'm taking for my anxiety right now is like a little bit more activating. Oh. And so it's really hard for me to go to sleep sometimes. Like yeah. I'm just like, I'm awake. I'm awake. I'm awake. I'm awake. <laughs> you know, and my kid gets me up, you know, sometimes at five in the morning, sometimes at six in the morning. But like, I am not like, I need to sleep till 10 to like thrive. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So it's just, it's, I'm definitely the same way. <laughs> yeah. It's just so awful. So awful in the morning for me. Yeah. But anyway, anyways, <laughs> I really like sleep and I haven't, I, too. I haven't gotten more than like three hours in a row since Killian was born. Like I, I sleep like maybe six, seven hours sleep a night but I don't go more than like three hours because he wakes up yeah and which wakes me up yeah. you know and so like doesn't that mean that I'm not getting like REM sleep probably which is what you need to not go like batshit crazy <laughs> yeah I'm pretty sure like I don't even know like like if I'm really me right now dude like you know <laughs> one of these days you're just gonna, I'm gonna come over, and you're gonna sleep in your bedroom, and I'm gonna sleep with the beastie, and I'll deal with them, and you just, like, need to get a night's sleep. Okay, you're, like, the best friend ever. Because it does not bother me waking up every once in a while, because I fall asleep, and I'm out in a second. Like, it doesn't take me that long to, well, lately it's taken me a little bit longer to fall asleep, but, I mean, for the most part, like, Mm -hmm. doesn't really bother me. That's amazing. We'll see how well you sleep with him rolling around. I always wake up with his head in the small of my back. Here's the thing, though, is that I'm, like, the dead when I sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so ask any of my friends that I've done sleepovers with. They Okay, one time, <laughs> one time at Raquel's birthday party, this was probably in, like, 
middle school at some point. So, you know, we all go to sleep. I, of course, am, like, one of the last ones to go to sleep because I'm a night owl. And she starts talking about llamas and drafts at about 9 (laughs) o'clock. She, like, starts dozing, and then she'll just, like, and then she'll just start talking about random zoo animals. And I'm like, okay, you're done, dude. (laughs) Like, you were done. But so at the sleepover, there's all these girls. They got up, and apparently I was not waking up in enough in, in a timely fashion for yeah. them. And they got the cat's spray bottle, you know, like where you squirt water on cats to like, no, don't do that. Right. Yeah, and they started spraying me with the water bottle. That's how I woke up. That is horrible. That is not okay, not ever. Except <laughs> that we're totally going to do that on your bachelorette party now. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> I might make up, wake up very angry. <laughs> I'm going to be asleep by like 10. <laughs> like, watch me. All right. Especially yeah, if we start drinking at, like, four. Like, I'm going to be done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm turning into more and more of an older, of an old lady. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, I, I can stay up, but I also really like going to bed, too. Oh, it was so, like, the last time that you spent the night, mm-hmm. it was so rough. Like, I was, like, trying to watch The Exorcist, but we I was, like, both. falling asleep oh, so bad. And it, it was, was so like, hard. it wasn't even that late, I don't think. We were both just, like, I'm just going to lay on this couch, and if I'm not awake, I, that's fine. <laughs> I think we didn't even start it till midnight, though. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. So, yeah. I mean, that's rough. I think we didn't go, well, at least I probably didn't go to bed. Because, of course, I can't, like... I can sort of, like, I can fall asleep when there's a movie on, Mm -hmm. but then if something happens or whatever, there's, like, a really bright light on the screen or whatever, I'll kind of wake up or whatever, and then I'll just be mad. Right. (laughs) And so... That's what I was doing. I was, like, nodding off, and then I'd open my eyes, and, like, something totally vulgar was happening on the screen, and I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm, like, Rochelle is watching this. I feel so bad. And then I'd fall back asleep. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, I was in and out of it myself, so, I mean, I think I was able able to watch the whole thing but I don't know how much I actually retained because I was so tired I missed most of it (laughs) which is fine probably I mean you've already seen it yeah not for a long time though honestly one of these days we're gonna start a movie at like a normal hour (laughs) what is a normal hour well we can't like we can't really because Killian well yeah but I mean still you know like what time does he go to bed like seven or so yeah usually seven so I mean that's I would consider like eight or nine to be like probably the latest you want to start a movie yeah (laughs) but to start it at midnight when the movie is already over and there should be another half of a movie done right right (laughs) that's a little bit rough sometimes but I mean we've done that before but it's usually because it's like we start at eight or nine and then we watch a movie and then we start another movie and you know yeah goes from there did you just hear a landline ring no I heard a squeak like a squealing tire like a brakes you know oh, okay I sounded like a landline ringing and I'm like whoa <laughs> is there a landline in my house that I don't know about <laughs> nope <laughs> okay I need to go to sleep <laughs> I am hearing things <laughs> yeah you and me both <laughs> yeah all right well on that note thank you so much for listening to our podcast you can email us at idgets and aspects podcast at gmail.com the word and is spelled out or visit our Facebook page, Idgits and Aspects, a supernatural podcast. Thanks again. Thank you.